1: and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions.
2: 18 plus. Radio. If it's smooth jazz, then the jazz queen is talking about it on Talking Smooth Jazz. Your place for all things smooth. With the smoothest show on the internet radio, your host, The Jazz Queen. Hello
0: and welcome to Talking Smooth Jazz. My name is Terry, aka The Jazz Queen. It is Sunday, August 19th, 2018. If you would like to join us in the chat room, please go to talkingsmoothjazz.com, scroll down to Mike Apollo's beautiful day picture, and click on that. That would bring you into the chat room. The phone number is 646 716. Five four eight five six four six seven one six five four eight five. Saxophonist Michael Paolo's new CD, Beautiful Day, is his 11th release and first in 10 years. The UrbanMusicScene.com wrote in its review, Beautiful Day is a celebration of love, friendship, and the aloha spirit. Welcome, Michael Paolo. Aloha. Aloha, aloha <laughs> There it is <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to we're, Talking Through Jazz
1: We're all in Hawaii right now, right?
0: Yeah, really, really Thank you for the interview yeah. and welcome back to the show Now, first, I want to congratulate you on being a granddad Your first grandchild, what is his name?
1: Yes, Rio James
0: Alright, Rio James Yeah, he's okay. named
1: Rio yeah Rio. always actually uh story behind that is is my son-in-law he is actually a two-time olympic gold medalist uh for bmx racing and okay. um so we were trying to they were trying to think of what to name his son in the you know and it was kind of cute he said well you know he went to rio de janeiro for his third olympic and he was going for uh, his third gold medal and unfortunately, in his sport BMX bike racing, he crashed. So he didn't make oh. it. Um, you know, so he didn't get his gold medal. But he said, you know what? I'm at, my son is my third gold medal. So I'm going to name him after Rio de Janeiro. So his name's Rio. So that oh, was kind
0: of how, how sweet is yeah. that? That's a nice story. Oh, That's yeah. so fun. And yeah, I, that,
1: that's my third gold.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and uh-huh. I see pictures of you holding him on Facebook. Uh, really sweet oh. pictures.
1: Yeah. Oh, it's so great. It's a it's, it's yeah. a different thing having a grand, grandchild. But then it makes you realise how old you are too.
2: Yeah,
1: we're talking about how I like to dance around on stage and boy, you know, it's it's fun, but you know, I pay for it the next day. <laughs> That's <laughs> the difference now. <laughs>
0: Well, you know, when I see you in concert, the last time I saw you was here in Las Vegas with Peter White at Aliante, and Lori was here, she came in for the concert, and I remember sitting at the bar next to Lori, and I said, Lori, Michael Paulo has some moves, the man can dance, I mean Oh,
2: that's so cool, thank you for that comment Yeah yeah, oh, but,
0: you're welcome. You're welcome. All right, so ten years since uh, your last CD with this new and beautiful day. Why so long?
1: Well, unfortunately, you know, I I, I just got so involved in the business side of things and mm-hmm. and um, you know producing concerts and, and promoting and and uh, you know just kind of took over my life. Uh, to be honest, um, you know, I was doing festivals, events, concert series, and and um, you know, kind of, uh, to be honest, got away, got away with, you know, where from where I, my roots are, started playing and 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 um, you know, being an artist and touring and pl- just playing, playing the saxophone, playing music. But for for some reason, I you know just kind of got got into all this promoting, and um, you know, I, I you know, I, I was very lucky, very fortunate to do that, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, made a living doing it, and yeah. and it just got to the point where my wife said, you know, honey, honey you know you love playing the saxophone you love playing music more than anything and and uh, you know there's a lot of stress with promoting and producing concerts of course mm-hmm. uh, as opposed to when i play i mean like you said with peter white or when i used to play with algero all the, all the other people i play with do my own co- concerts there's no stress i just get up and enjoy myself you know um so you know now that i'm a grandpa and i you know i'm you know, turn 60 and and uh I just made a decision. Okay, let me let me just make another record and and hopefully don't wait another ten years to make another one, and uh, yeah. just try to get out and, and just play, play more, you know. Mm. Enjoy all that. right.
0: Well, exactly, yeah. exactly. Well, you are in good company on this release, uh, "Beautiful Day." Tell me about all of these artists that you're working with.
1: Well, again, after all these years, I've made a lot of musical friends. And, um, you know, when you make a record, it's all about, you know, uh, trying to get them all together and, and bringing their talents in. And, you know, um, you know, these days, you know, just going to backtrack, you know, making a record, there's, there's not a lot of record labels anymore. You know, mm-hmm. I, in fact, I, I owned and ran a record label, I don't know if you know, in the 90s, called witty Records. Um, we actually released Brian Simpson's first record back then. Um, and, and uh, you know, so... It's harder to, for artists to make records and, and fun, get them funded and put them out, you know, because there's no labels. And and, and so, um, you know, uh, they, having friends helped a lot because it costs a lot of money to have people play and, and pay them and the studio time and all that. And, and fortunately for me, you know, all, these, all the people that work with me, you know, they, they basically came in and, and they said, Mike, don't, don't, don't pay me. I, I want to help you out. And, and it's such a beautiful thing. You know, when you have friends like that So, oh, yeah. of course People through my career, David Benoit, Pierre White Paul Jackson Jr. Paul Brown, uh, Michael White on drums And Brian Simpson You know, they were a great karukas I mean, they're, they're all great and, and they helped me out on their record And, and I just want to say big mahalo And thank you to to them um, But, you know, I couldn't, couldn't have done the record Without my friends So
0: Ah, oh, that's awesome That is awesome, okay so, now, I read that your dad was your biggest influence and the reason you got started in the business.
1: Well, you know, I grew up in a musical family. Um, my dad, of course, professional pianist uh, and, and raised us, and my mom's a singer. So, they, they actually had a group together. They toured. And, in fact, when we were growing up, you know, they were gone a lot, you know, on the road, um, traveling and stuff and performing and, and you know, t- trying to... Uh, support us. We had six six kids in the family, um, so you know my siblings. They all kind of got into playing music early on, piano and drums. But you know, I never I never started playing music until I was fifteen. Um, but I, but it was always around the house. I mean, singing, dancing, and and playing instruments and stuff. My dad playing. So when I started playing, it, it pretty much came naturally. Um, mm-hmm. And and so you know, having having a dad who's I'm, my God, he's 88 now, and he still plays better than guys half his age. You know, I mean, he always when when I do events, I have I try to have him play my festivals and stuff, and he always comes in and steals the show. I mean, this little uh, you know guy comes in, he's 88, he walks on stage, and and he just lights lights up the stage, and uh, you know he's 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 amazing. And and the best compliment I can give him is that he gave me uh, enough talent from his little finger. And I managed to make a, a career out of it. That's how great wow. it is. So my Aww.
2: dad
1: is. He's That's amazing. Sweet. He's amazing. <laughs> yeah, he's amazing. You know.
0: And yeah. it's, I love it too that you guys can perform together as well. I love that.
1: Well, you know, my and and every every chance I get, you know, we we I try to get him to come and play and and you know perform together. Is is kind of is, is a it's a funny phrase because because the way I look at my dad. Is is you know he performs and I just kind of hang out because <laughs> you know I mean honestly he's he's so great he's so great that I get intimidated playing with my dad you mm. know and and um you know so we're, we're you know where we're, whatever chance I get I, I I bring him out to play and he, and he yeah I mean he he exudes joy I mean he's like a little yeah. kid when he gets on the piano and he's my he's an inspiration to me that way um, you know and and I, I mean. The only regret I have, honestly, to be honest publicly, is that I should have made more recordings with him, you know, uh, and, yeah. and um, but, but, you know, honestly, your confession is, is, is that, that I'm so intimidated still by his, by his genius, you know, I mean, it's like, I I don't feel like I'm worthy to, you know, to record, record my own dad. I mean, that's, that's what I look at. Oh, yeah, you
0: know. okay. Yeah. Now, does your dad still give you advice about, you know, music and writing and playing and all that?
1: Oh, absolutely. In fact, <laughs> on the Z Records, you know, I did a version of Europa, right? And mm-hmm. um, I sent him, you know, we do different takes and stuff, so I, I sent him a version. And, and he, he said, son, you should have gone back to the melody again. And so... I'm working with Paul Brown, and we, we we're just about done with the track. I said, "Paul, I got to redo this my soul solo sax because my dad said I should take it back to the melody." So I re- redid it, and that's what I did. And, and stuff. so, he's, yeah, yes, he still he still influenced me that way, you know. Yeah.
0: Oh, that's sweet. That is sweet. All right. Uh, so, um, one of the songs on here that, and this is the one I'm going to play first. Um, who you going to call? Uh, I thought it was a cover of the Ghostbusters theme, but this is a totally you know, different song.
1: Well, you know, that's, you're not the only one. I mean, there are different people that said the same thing, right? And and because because it teaches Ray Parker Jr. on it, yes. right? Yeah. So so the way that came about is, you know, Ray's another great friend. I mean, you know, he's, he's he's for a guy that's done so much, he's so humble. He's a sweet sweetheart. So, you know, every chance I get to work with him, you know, we play together. And, um... So I was working on that track, and and basically, uh, you know, I had done played did it all the instruments myself. You know, the I, the drum beat, the the bass line, the the keyboard parts and stuff. Mm. And and then um, you know, I got Daryl Williams to come in and redo the bass and make it funky. But then you know, I said, man, I need I need a funky guitar player on this thing. And of course, you know, I got a lot of great guitar player friends, and the guy Fred Shuey that plays in my band, he's he's a great player. But man. I thought it needed something special, right? So I called. I called Ray up. I said, Ray, I got this track. Can you play it? He said, Yeah, yeah. Send it over. So, so he sent. No, I sent it over, and, and you know, of course, it took him about two months to get it back to me. <laughs> but, but when he did. When he did, I mean, if you listen to the, the little simple line he starts off with, I mean, it, it's exactly what the track needed, right? It, it's just a simple, funky line, and, and he just made the track come alive. And um, I said, man, that's Ray Parker. You know, only, only he, somebody like that could come up with, with, with a funky part. And so my dilemma was, okay, what do I call the song? And people don't realize when we record songs and all artists go through this, is what do we name the songs? I mean, you know? And, and what meaning does it have? So, um, you know, after wrestling with all these different titles, I said, well, you know, I got Ray Parker on there. And, of course, his mantra is, who are you going to call? <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. So I mm-hmm. said, well, I'll, call, I'll name it after Ray Parker then. So I, I, I named it, who are you going to call?
0: Wow. Okay. Well, listeners, this is the, um, Who Are You Going to Call from Mike Paulo's CD, Beautiful Day. And it is a totally, totally different Sound than the sound uh, the theme from the Ghostbusters soundtrack. Here you go. Who are you gonna call? I'm not even
2: close. <laughs> love oh, that's that. so
1: cool. That's the first time I heard it on the radio. <laughs>
2: oh, really? Okay. <laughs>
1: yeah. oh, that yeah. is such a
0: nice track. That is who you going to call from Michael Apollo's new release, Beautiful Day. Totally, totally different from the Ghostbusters oh, thing. You. I like yeah. that. I love the way you guys did that.
1: Yeah, well, you know, it's such it's, it's a very simple, and then uh, everybody else comes in, and then... Um, Then we have a little jazz changes after the funky part. So, you know, that's kind of what the song is about.
0: (laughs) Yeah, definitely. All right, let me welcome Joe um, in the chat room. Joe is from Germany, and he is hanging out in the chat room. Welcome, Joe. Good to see you again, as always. I miss seeing you as well, so I'm glad you are here in the chat room. Um, So, Michael, um, I want to know, how long have you been playing with Peter White?
1: Oh uh, I think uh we're going probably about fifteen sixteen years now,
0: mm at least
1: yeah, okay. yeah, okay, so
0: how did you get started with him?
1: well, you know um this, this Peter tells the story basically uh you know, I knew about peter and and you know it's funny thing, because cause i already was making like records before he even started, you know with my mm-hmm. my records on m c a in the late eighties, and then he kind of came on the scene early nineties. <coughs> But, you know, I was, uh, I was actually playing with Bobby Caldwell. I actually saw for Boney James, uh, mm-hmm. you know, at the, the KIFM birthday bash thing. Uh, I think maybe it was 1990 or 91. And you um, he heard me playing with Bobby, and he was like, wow, who's this guy? And then he kind of said, wow, yeah, we, you know, I'd like to play with him someday. And we kind of crossed paths for the next couple, two, three years. And then finally we kind of we ran into each other at the, the airport bus. Terminal uh, in Los Angeles. And he saw me. and said, Hey, you're Marco Polo. I said, Hey, you're Peter White. He said, You know what? I, I always wanted to play with you. You know, can you, you want to do gigs with me? And I said, Hey, man, Peter, I love you playing. I love your music. Yeah, of course. And, and then he hired me for the next gig, and then I, that's the rest of history. And, you know, I love that guy. I mean, he, he's so musical, His his songs are so great. And he just, you know, we just have fun on stage. I love playing with him, you know.
0: I can tell. I can tell. Yeah. Um, Joe, Joe in the chat room says, "I've seen a video of Mike and Peter White playing '2001: um, A Space Odyssey.' That was so cool. Hopefully, he will, will record it one day."
1: Oh, actually, um, it is recorded. Uh, we were doing that song, and it's it, uh, I think probably one of one of his or my shows, and and um, so we played it and. It's actually on my Midnight Passion CD. I mean, it's on Peter White, but, but the, the version of the song is actually on my Midnight Passion CD. Um, it's called Millennium Swing, and uh, it actually got some airplay back in the day. It came out in 2001, right, right, mm-hmm. right, right at the, the millennial time. Um, but, uh, yeah, look for it. It's called the Mi- Millennium Swing.
0: All right. There you go, Joe. Look for that, and uh, you'll have that in your collection. All right, yeah. um, now the next track I want to play is Keiko's Groove. Tell me about this one.
1: Oh, oh really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's funny. Uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah. Well, Keiko, Keiko I actually, people say, wow, did you name after Keiko Matsui? I said, not mm-hmm. know, Keiko's my dog. Keiko's my dog, who I named after Keiko Matsui. <laughs> so anyway... <laughs> I got to tell you, it's a funny story. Should we play the song first or tell you the story now?
0: No, go ahead. Tell
1: the story. So so anyway, so it was one of those songs that kind of last minute on the record. And, and you know, I I played most of the instruments on it. I sequenced it, did the saxophones. And, um, you know, so Paul Brown had helped me mix the record and stuff, and and so I kind of said, wow, I got one more song. I drew I, I it together, mixed it in my studio, and, and I, I, I put it on there. And, and Paul, Paul called me, and he goes, Mike, you know, I don't think that song should be on the record. You got enough songs, you know. And he goes, he goes he, I didn't mix it. So, so to him, he said, oh, it doesn't sound, sound that great. And, and, I, and I said, well, Paul, uh, I took a picture of my dog. <laughs> Kako, I put some headphones <laughs> on her ears, right? And, and like she's listening to the track. And I sent the picture to Paul. I said, Kako said it's her song. The song stays on the record. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Kako, so, that's right. So, so you know, Paul didn't makes a song, but I, you know, hey, it's you know what and a lot of people like it because it's just a simple it's a funky little song you know <laughs>
0: all right <laughs> that's funny this is Keiko's yeah. <laughs> Keiko screws from Michael Paulo's new CD, "Beautiful Day." I like that one as well. All right. Oh, I want uh,
2: This is a toe a, tapper. <laughs> yes, indeed, you definitely. Know,
1: you know, um, if you notice, gonna... um, yeah.
0: Go ahead.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know that that song basically there's there's really no improvisation on it. You know, mm-hmm. it's just the melody and 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 the way the song the arrangement is built. You know, I kind of start introducing string parts and pads and everything to build up the song. And uh, it's just really focused on, on that little melody in the song so, um, and the groove. So it's kind of cool.
0: Yeah. yeah. All right. Ronald Jackson from the Smooth Jazz Ride did a review of Michael's Beautiful Day CD. In part, he says, Michael Paolo is one, is one name that many familiar with see jazz easily recognize. If you are among the few who may not know him, you should definitely acquaint yourself, starting with this rich production, and maybe work your way to his start. That should paint a clear picture as to who this high-powered artist is and why so many admire him. This is electrifying, cool, personified. You can read the full review at the thesmoojazzride.com. Ah, yeah. Definitely. That's nice. Definitely. <laughs> yeah, really nice. Really yeah. nice. Now, uh, there's a song on here um, called Your Song, and this is a tribute to Al Giro. Oh,
1: it's th- my, yeah. my favorite song on the record, actually. <laughs> uh,
0: well, I'm going to play that next, but tell me about your time with Al.
1: You know, I mean, uh, it's, it's probably one of the, the highlights of my, my entire career, um, you know, he validated me. I, I came. I moved from Hawaii, you know, uh, uh, in in the early '80s, and I, you know, was trying to trying to find my way and see if I could make it to the big time. Right, coming from a little place like Hawaii, playing and and um, you know, when he picked me up and I got to tour with him for probably about 12 years, um, it was such. Even to this day, it was such a an experience, life experience, personal experience, musical experience. Um, you know, he's an incredible person, and, you know, I miss him. So it was, it was a great, great time in my life, and, uh, it, you know, I can think back, and, and, and it just brings me joy.
0: Oh, know? sweet. All right. And so your song is a tribute to Al Jarreau. So this is what we're going to play next. Mm-hmm. A song, a beautiful tribute. That is called Your Song, and that is Michael's tribute to Al Jarreau. Joe in the chat room said, such a beautiful song. That would be my favorite ballad of 2018. I don't think it can get any better than that.
1: Oh, that's so nice.
2: <laughs> yeah. It's been you a know, year I since... What a, you
1: know, the, yeah, oh, I'm sorry, what go a ahead. What a beautiful spirit. I mean, and, uh, you know, I just want to remember him forever um mm-hmm. and and uh you know on that song i got just my 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 band that plays with me uh, Ready Freddy Washington on bass, land Richard's on drums, Timo Cormo, the pianist from Hiroshima, and my guitarist Fred shooters, they all helped out on that track, and of course, you know david Benoit um you know he just did mm-hmm. such a, such a great job on the piano it 's unmistakable mm-hmm. his sound, you know, and mm-hmm. the way he plays uh,
0: thank Definitely. you david wow, so now it 's been a, a, a... About a year, year and a half since Mr. Giroux's passing. Where were you when you heard of his
2: passing?
1: You know, I mean, I, I I'm I, I'm an avid golfer, and I was actually on the golf course um, Sunday morning, and then I got a text, and then um, you know from a friend of mine, and and said, you know, Al just passed away, and I know he's been sick and stuff. So mm-hmm. you know, I just I, I just I stopped playing. I cried. And then
0: went home, you know. So Okay, okay. Yeah. Well, I had the honor and pleasure of interviewing Al uh, when he did his tribute CD to George Duke, and um, that uh-huh. was such a pleasure. I was, I mean, like I keep that 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 interview is like on my profile page on BlogTalkRadio.com, has the featured interview. I was very proud and very um, honored to be able to speak to him. So yeah.
1: Well, you know, yeah. I mean, none of is, I'm, I'm sure people talking about Aretha passing and what what the, the other side yeah. they get they say what a great person she was, what a great human human being she was, you know. And 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 Al was the same. Al was his spirit. I mean, he was just he was just a, such a great human being, and he and he cared he cared about you. He cared about people. Cared about the world, you know. And 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 he spoke to it with his music, and you know he never stopped. That's
0: what I always yeah. appreciate about him. Yeah, yeah. Um, Joe says about your playing, um, he has such a versatile sound that's really rare. And from my own experience, I remember playing ballads is most demanding. Would you agree with that?
1: Absolutely. You know, it's, yeah. the thing about the ballad is try to, try to convey emotion and get the message to it. play the melody and, 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 and try not to overplay, right? And try to mm-hmm. say what you need um and and it it
0: is harder you know to play on that balance, yeah, mm, okay, now, I was gonna ask you about your band, um since you mentioned that, um you know because you we don't see you we every time we see you, the fans see you, you're either playing with Peter White or somebody else, but i don't I've never seen you play with your band, so tell us about your band,
1: well, you know what I mean uh. A couple of guys in the band are, you know, my Hawaiian buddies, um, and and Fred Shooter's guitar player. You know, he's been playing with me, you know, forever. We we in fact, we had a high school band when I was uh, when I first started playing sax at 15, 16 years old, and, and he was we, we played together back then. So it's been 40 plus years. Um, so he's he's, uh, he's a great great guitar player. Kimo Cornwell, um, we played together first with a band called Kalapana from Hawaii and they're a legendary mm-hmm. band now. And, uh, that was from the seventies. And, and also we toured with Al Giro, um, uh, in the eighties. Uh, <laughs> uh, he, he, he had, did a short stint with Al on keyboards and, and then, um, you know, ready Freddy Washington, uh, he's my buddy. <laughs> That's all I can say is one of the greatest bass players and songwriters and around he's currently still with Tilly Dan and, uh, you know, just, he's my buddy and, and it's always a pleasure playing with him whenever I can. Um, and, of course, Lan Richards, uh, you know, I met Lan when I first moved to L.A. in 1981. Um, and, uh, you know, he's become one of the most sought-after prolific drummers in the business today. So, uh, very fortunate to have, have really good friends that, that can play, too. And uh, yeah. they, all, they all play with me when, when I can, yeah, can on my solo okay. league. So,
0: okay. Yeah. All right. Now, you mentioned that you produce concerts and jazz festivals. So let's talk about this side of Michael Paolo. Um And I, I remember in June you had one. You were flying off to Hawaii um,
1: uh-huh.
0: for produce a jazz festival. Tell us about you know the festivals and the concerts that you produce.
1: Well, I started. I started. Uh, you know i doing music, uh, being the musical director for an event called Dolphin Days at Waikaloa Food and Wine Festival um, that started in the mid-90s. Um, and then, uh, you know, I was I put all the music together. I hired all the artists and, uh, you know, brought all my friends to play uh, out there over the span of 14 years. And then when I moved down to Temecula, um, I thought, well, why don't I do an event like that in Temecula? So I started the Temecula Wine and Music Festival, Um And that's still ongoing. We just did that this year. And uh, we always raise money for charity. We raised a few hundred thousand dollars over the years with different charities. Um, So that that was an event I started. And then then I started producing little jazz concerts, jazz series. Uh, I started doing concerts in Hawaii. And it's been like almost 12 years now where I I actually uh, produced jazz concerts in Hawaii. I did the Pacific Rim Jazz Festival there for four years. Um, Mm. And... uh, I started uh, doing concert series at different resorts around California, uh, La Quinta Resort. I'm currently doing one at the Westin Resort in Rancho Mirage. I did a a couple of series at the Monarch Beach Resort. Um, And then, uh, you know, I I also produced uh, at the Asian American Jazz Festival uh, in in Los Angeles. So um, a lot of different things. And I I was also one of the um, uh, guys that started bringing a lot of – music and acts to, uh, Asia and Indonesia to the Java jazz festival. You know, I helped, I helped get that thing started, um, for the first, uh, seven, eight years. So, uh, I, so I spent a lot of time, you know, um, booking people and, 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 and doing stuff like that. Um, and I, I still do, you know, but like I said, I'm, I'm trying to get on and and be an artist more again, (laughs) play, play more music.
0: Okay. Now do you have, um, do you have a concert or a festival coming up later this year or next year?
1: Yeah. In fact, um, I'm bringing uh, uh, Norman Brown out to Hawaii at the uh-huh. Jazz at, the, jazz at the Liliu Theater in the Hawaii Convention Center. So I've been doing those concerts uh, for over 10 years. Uh, so I got Norman coming out. Um, I have actually uh, in the fall, I'm doing three concerts at the Western Resort. Uh, that I'm producing. Uh, so the, the first one, it's actually I got Melissa Manchester, uh, Paul Brown, Greg Karukas, and myself. And then the second show is uh, Special Effects All Stars with Shelley uh, um, Minucci, Minucci, Nelson Rangel, saxophonist, uh, Elliot Yamin on vocals, and um, Loud Tizer on keyboards. And then I close out the series with um, uh, one of a uh, great, great young sax player, Michael Linkton. Along with Steve mm-hmm. Oliver and uh, up-and-coming band the LA Collective, so I yeah. enjoy I enjoy bringing doing doing different combinations of people. You know, I, other than the usual, you know, you see the same acts a lot of times at all these events. So I, yeah. you know, I like to combine combine people. They make a difference. Um, so that's what I, I've been doing. So I got that could coming you, up, and uh, yeah.
0: Could you please call these other promoters and tell them that to switch it up? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, you know, you know? I, I it, it's, but but I understand their logic because in this business, I mean, you know, the reason why you get the same acts is because people want to see them. You know, yeah. I mean, Peter's one of them. Peter White's so popular; people people love him, and you know, so uh, when he plays, people buy tickets. And, yeah, um, that's You know, true. they, uh, I mean, so so that's that's uh lot that's that's why a lot of these promoters, they, you know, they play it safe, so they they hire the tried-and-true artists that they know they're going to sell tickets.
2: You know, I like mm-hmm. to
1: take risks, and I like to change things up and, and give give people opportunities, you know, different kind of uh, artists to be seen and, and uh, you know, and try to develop some of the younger guys, you know. But, but yeah. to be honest, like, a lot of times when I do that, I don't do as well as a promoter because a lot of people that, that aren't familiar with them, like, they don't mm-hmm. know who they are, but, mm-hmm. but I do when they come and see them, they go, "Wow, these guys are great so you know you gotta you gotta give some space to the younger guys and the newer acts so so they can develop and their own rapport too you know
0: yes, I agree well uh, I applaud you for that michael uh for definitely doing that so if we could use more promoters that would open up their doors and their festivals and their stages to these Indian. Yeah, I, I hope hard, so because
1: because yeah. because if these younger artists don't get have a chance to develop themselves, then right. then everything's gonna stop. It's gonna stop, right. you know, because because artists are like myself, Peter White, Dave, we're all getting older, you know. Norman Brown, I mean, everybody, you know, it's, it's an older generation, the baby boomers. But we got to bring in the younger guys. You have got to bring in, you know, the the Adam Hollies and the, and the mm-hmm. you know Eric Darius and and, and and keep building them up and. And, and uh, you know, so they continue to carry the torch, too, you know.
0: yeah. I agree. I agree 100%. Applause, applause, applause. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Definitely. All right. Uh, Michael, where are you playing next?
1: Um, well, I'm going to be uh, sitting with Norman uh, September 15th in Hawaii at the Liliu, Liliu Theater. Um, and then, uh, of course, uh, October 27th. Um, I've got the, the, the show with Melissa and, and myself and Greg Cook and Paul Brown. Uh, but but uh, this coming week, I'll, I'll be up in Yoshi's with Peter White. Um, okay. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So I'll be at uh, in Oakland at the Bay Area with Peter. All right.
0: All right, cool. All right, I'm going to close the show with another song, and I'm going to let you pick it.
1: Um, hashtag from the heart.
0: All right. Tell me about this one.
1: Well, uh, that song basically it's something that i wrote years ago i wrote the hook and stuff and i never finished it and and so i was doing this record so let me finish this song and you know it's a it's a beautiful six eight ballad and the title i I was you know again trying to name the song so i actually did a contest with with my fans and i performed Mm -hmm. it live um before the record came on i said you know you guys name the song right so uh, this lady, I think I was doing a concert in Hawaii, and, um, you know, a lot of people had all these different suggestions, and it's, it's kind of interesting to see what, you know, they feel from the song, but, you know, the one that won, that she, uh, she said, you know what, you know, th- you were playing the song, I started crying, and I had just lost my, my dog, and, and um, you know, there was so much emotion, and, and, and I, I, I couldn't stop crying, and, and, you know, you always play from your heart. And, that, that, you know, and for me, that's one of the biggest compliments I can have, you know, from from anybody in, my, in the audience is that they feel what you do and you play with emotion. So she said, you know, I think you should name it from the heart. And um, I, I liked it. And then, my you know, my, my family was like, well, wow, there's so many songs with the heart from the heart. And we looked it up and, and there were other songs named from the heart. <laughs> so my mother-in-law said, well, why don't you make it more updated? You know, my, my who an older woman. She she said, "Why don't you put call it hashtag from the heart?" So you know Twitter and all that. So it sounds like, "Genius!" So that's how it, we differentiate from everybody else's from the heart. Mine is hashtag from the heart. So
0: ah. hope, hope,
1: hope everybody likes li- likes the song.
0: All right, all right. Let everyone know where they can find you on social media and your music.
1: Michaelpalo dot com, of course. Um, and uh, my other company, apolloproductions.com, and uh, I'm also on uh, Facebook.
2: All
0: right. Well, there you go, Michael.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and also, the the, the record's available at cdbaby.com, so if you want to, you can download it or or go to cdbaby.com.
0: All right. Thank you again, Michael, for the interview. I really appreciate it.
1: Thank you, Terry. It's a pleasure talking to you.
0: Ditto, ditto, and congrats, day. you too, congrats again on Rio James, and uh, continue to play your music for him, so he can grow up and be just
1: like a granddad. I, his hope, grand I hope to see in Vegas, Vegas soon, I got some yes, plans sir. for Las Vegas coming up, so, <laughs> okay?
0: Okay, good, good, sounds good, alright, thank you again, you I'm have a sure. good day. You
1: too.
0: Alright, bye-bye. That bye-bye. Bye-bye. Michael Paolo. His brand new release is called Beautiful Day and you'll find that on his website michaelpaolo.com and CD Baby and Amazon. Joe in Germany, thanks again for hanging out in the chat room. Always good to see you. My name is Terry, aka The Jazz Queen. You've been listening to Talking Smooth Jazz and I look forward to talking smooth jazz with you again from Michael's new release, Beautiful Day. This is From the Heart. Hashtag From the Heart. Have
2: a good day.